Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Star Trek Picard Fake Nerds Watch. This is for Star Trek Picard Season 2, Episode 2. Uh, I'm joined with Michael Carls from the Downright Nerdy Podcast. How are you, sir? Doing well, man. As always, thanks for having me. Love talking Picard with you. Can't wait oh. to get into this episode. Of course, and especially when the show is good. Yep. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm um, agreeing with you. Yeah. Okay. Surprisingly. <laughs> Real quickly, I, though. I, I know this is a Picard season two, episode two show, but um, you are making me extremely jealous with that T-shirt and com badge. Can you tell me about that, please? Of course. So I'm wearing my ten forward T-shirt. I could not leave without one. Uh, I went to the I went to a pop up bar in Los Angeles that is still there right now. Um, I live in Los Angeles, so it was very easy for me to go, and um. We so what they did was so obviously if you guys have seen uh, Star Trek Picard season season two episode one uh, the last episode uh, Picard goes to ten forward it's a new dive bar that Guinan has opened up in Los Angeles um, and they opened one and it looks exactly like it I, there, wow. there are pictures I've, I've, I, there are pictures I've taken I will post them up on my Instagram they're on my story but they're going to be on my Instagram proper soon so check those out but. They recreated the bar. Looks exactly like it with all the glasses, all the pictures. All right, there's little there's little pictures of like different moments between Guinan and Picard that you can you can find little Easter eggs. And they had um, these rotating food trucks. So every day there was a different food truck. That, and so there's unlimited food with your ticket and two drinks per person. What kind of uh, food? Um, so this time it was like a grilled cheese thing. Mm. So they're like the specific like grilled cheese sandwiches made. They had like cute little things like um, today is a good day for fries. Oh, OK, nice. It's nice. cute. They put a little put a little Trek twist on it. Yeah. And they had Romulan ale, nice, which was a, a vodka a cocktail. Mm-hmm. That was very good. I don't normally like vodka, but I thought that was very good. There you go. And then you could have a glass of, Ch- of Chateau Picard. Nice. Did you get a bottle? No, you can't buy a bottle there. So they did have a merchandise place, which was great. Was where I got the shirt. Um, you couldn't buy the bottles because the bottles are only available online. You can only purchase them through the Star Trek Wine website. Um, but they can't. But like, if you buy merchandise, they give you like a discount code. You get like twenty percent off, which is kind of cool. okay. There you go. So it's not bad. Um, yeah, it was just the the atmosphere there was really cool. There were a lot of like cosplayers and people in like Starfleet uniforms. Mm-hmm. There was. They had like actors, like cosplay actors hired to wander around and take pictures with people. There was an Orion and a very, very good looking Romulan. Nice. That was it was hard for my girlfriend and me to take our eyes off of her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was just a really cool experience. It's a really, really fun experience. I'm not big drinker, but the drinks were really good. good. Um fun little names like like um like obviously romulan ale there's there was like an earl gray um gin that they had which is like a a tea with gin in it awesome really cool i'm glad i got to do it if you're in los angeles uh it's still around it's not really yeah how long will it be around for i I think by the end of the month i'm not 100 sure yeah there's a when you you... open it again like for star trek day or something (laughs) Well, they want to do more. I was talking about the. I was talking to the person. I was like, this was really cool, and they were like, "Yeah, we want to do more of these things." And so, hopefully, they'll get a chance to maybe not just do the ten forward bar, but like other things. Um, when you so it's in the city of industry. So if you're in Los Angeles, you know it's kind of it. It looks like this rundown place, but there's really nice like buildings in, in it. Um, and like you walk down this like alleyway, and you see the sign for like Forward Avenue, and then you see the yeah. sign for Ten Forward. Um, that reminds awesome. me, I went I went to San Diego Comic Con, I think in 2018. I want to say it was the last or the particular time I'm I'm thinking of. And uh, at the Gaslamp Quarter there downtown San Diego, there was a uh, um, mm-hmm. Taco Bell, which at the time they uh, retrofitted to De- Demolition Man. We and... were at the same San Diego Comic Con. Hey! Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I had been. Before 2019, I had been uh, 11 of the 13 past years. Oh, okay. So I had gone there fairly often. 
And actually, this 28, that, that con was the last uh, San Diego Comic-Con I was actually at. So this is the longest San Diego Comic-Con drought that I've been on. Well, um, either way, I mean, that uh, did you get to go into that Taco Bell? No, we never. The line was too long. We didn't. Do oh, we, I, we waited and it was glorious. Yeah, it was absolutely fun. It was uh, memorabilia everywhere. So, so cool. A lot That's of the cool. uh, waiters and waitresses, they were all, um, you know, dressed up and things like that. Uh, although it was in the middle of summer and they were all dressed in robes. So I feel like oh. I felt a little bad for them, but it was nice and cool inside. So who knows? This com badge I actually got it at Comic-Con. Okay. So it's a it's a um, Voyager DS9 com badge. So it's the one with cool. the bars instead of the yep. one with the circle. Yep. Yep. Um, we had we some other merchandise. We got, uh, they, they were selling some other, other things. There was like a cocktail book, which you could make some of the cocktails they had there. Uh, we, oh, didn't cool. get, we didn't get that because honestly, we're never going to make them. But um, God, that sounds like something Riley would love. <laughs> yeah, you can find it yeah. online probably. I probably can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that we got like champagne glasses that say Chateau Picard on them. There's like special champagne glasses. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the shirts, which are really cool. I love this shirt. I love it. It's so comfy. It's pretty cool, man. I like it. I like the design. Yeah. Very, very minimalist and sleek. I like it. Yeah. And you immediately recognize it as something that's Star Trek. Yes. Um, and then we also, I also got a poster. That's the new Stargazer. Um, so it's like a poster of USS Stargazer. So it's the new Stargazer from Picard looking at the Borg anomaly from the first episode. I thought you'll, it was really you'll cool take a picture print. of that for Instagram. I assure, I'm assure oh, yeah. you. Okay. Oh yeah. Good. Um, I would hold it up here, but I have to dig it out. Oh, for sure. No, no I don't, wouldn't expect you to do that. But yeah, it was really cool. It was a really awesome experience. It was an awesome day. Um, kind of out of the way but totally worth it uh Good, i man. recommend if, if people are in los angeles and are capable of doing it it's awesome there you go well, let's do our episode then what did you think of episode two star trek picard season two uh i did like it i mm -hmm. still like the first episode way better but and it was no surprise that i didn't like this as much i felt like that i mean just based on the History of uh, season one of Picard. I, I thought that the first episode was probably going to be the best, and it would be downhill from there. But it wasn't. It it, it, it wasn't as like a, a sharp downward angle that I thought it was going to be. It was just a, a slight, just a slight grade down. It wasn't really. It really wasn't anything. No, uh, I, I had fun throughout this episode. I thought it was fine. So I loved it. Yeah. I'm two for two right now with Picard. Which there you is go. Putting yeah. me in a really great place. I'm, I'm, I'm high. These these past two episodes of Picard have been better than any live action Star Trek I've seen in the past few years. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, I was just revisiting a couple episodes from Star Trek Discovery season two. I was way mm -hmm. too harsh on Star Trek Discovery back then. Season two is pretty good. I I'm sad where it's not as good anyway. Um. I uh, want to kind of speak a little bit about one of the things that's kind of a bummer for me about Picard season two and that it is so good. Like we're doing, we have this episode, this first episode where we finally feel like we're in the future that Star Trek has always shown us this utopian future where everyone's bright and happy and everything's on earth is, uh, is this utopia the weird thing about Picard season one that I always rubbed up against was this weird dystopian utopia, right? They kept telling us about how utopian Starfleet was and the Federation was, which is what we've always known it to be. And then there were dystopian elements within Picard season one and it didn't work. Like they kept trying to, they kept trying to make it worse for some reason to make it perhaps to be relatable, but I don't think it worked very well. Right, that was my biggest issue with season one. For season two, the first episode, we it feels like, for me at least, the world that we left Star Trek in and Star Trek Nemesis. Right? It felt like it's happy. That, it's happy. Everyone's everyone's great, everyone's everyone's got a good life, and it's fine. And then the conflict comes exterior comes from the exterior conflict. My kind of a bummer not necessarily an issue is that we didn't get that in season one and we're already out of that 
Yeah, but I mean, they only have what twelve episodes to tell this uh, this 10. part of the story. Ten episodes to tell this part this part of the story. So I'm not terribly upset about that because I mean, I don't want I don't want them to have to rush through any part of the storyline. So yeah, let's get on with it. That's great. Sure. That, you know, it is what it is. If it, if this was uh you know the the old school serialized type of uh type of show where you can you know stretch it out for for 22 episodes in a season then awesome yeah let's explore it some more i don't want to you know leave it all too right soon, and but my, we only we have a finite amount of episodes so yeah we they need yeah. to make the most out of it i totally agree with that and one of the things that i really like about the season is how quickly the story moves and i'm really glad that we're already here where we're at and at, at, some people at were saying that season that episode one was too slow and i i, I have been fighting and strongly disagreeing with them but i mean that i episode yeah, moved I get I kind of got what they were saying to some degree, but I, 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 yeah, I was I'm with you on this one. Yeah. yeah. And my only issue is that it's not really an issue because I'm really happy we got to see that version of, of the Federation of Starfleet of Picard, of that world. And, and the sadness comes from the fact that we didn't live in it in season one either. Right. We, For sure. yeah. and, and so like my I'm I'm sad that we're already out of it, but. That said, I'm really happy with how, with the pacing of the story so far. We are, yeah, we're by the end of the first episode, we're already in this new timeline, and then the 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 information keeps flowing in the next episode of trying to figure out, okay, well, what's going on? What's happening? Here's the players. Here's what here's yeah. the setup. Brilliant. It it appears that the showrunner have a very uh, they have a goal in mind with all the characters I feel like everybody is getting good amount of uh, storytelling and uh, it feels very structured as opposed to the first season where it felt very messy and just yeah. a, a ton of member berries everywhere, you know? Yeah. And not even good member berries. Like no, there's, there are sour member. member yeah. Berries. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was, I, I was talking about this with the, with this Facebook group that I'm a part of shout out to them, but they, um, we, there was apparently, and I didn't know this, um, strife in season one. Big surprise, right? Shocking, right? Um, apparently, Michael Chabon, who was the showrunner, was not always the showrunner of that show. He might have been like dethroned halfway mm. through the season, and they were kind of making it up as they were going along. Totally makes sense if you think about it. Yeah, it does. Um, and when season two had to halt production, they couldn't go into production because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. They made a statement. They were like, we're going to like finalize some scripts. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make this ironclad. We're going to make this tight. And it looked like well, we're only two episodes in. And I, I understand that I'm very positive about the show right now. And I'm very happy with it. But like, it looks like the pandemic might've helped them really iron, iron out that story and make it ironclad. And to the point that Isn't it's it shocking what, what you can do with a script when you have time to work on it, you don't rush it. <laughs> Sorry, oh stop. no! I apologize. Like time. <laughs> the, the thing about the thing about thing the thing about this that I that I always talk about on the Figner podcast is that like, given time, you can make anything great. And so like studios like to put on these constraints with these with these stories that creates these issues uh, that just time doesn't allow them uh, to iron out. It's just if we had more time, we would have done this. If we had more time, we would have done that. Well, if you give them the time. And the pandemic in a lot of ways was a blessing, especially for Picard, who, like, unlike other shows, just couldn't film because their lead actor was a high risk uh, old man. So, like, you have to take that time and you have to really, like, work on it. And if you're not just sitting on your laurels and just thinking we're fine, if you're just actively working on something, Starship Picard looks to be the perfect example of what time or just taking the time to iron something out and making it work uh, mm -hmm. could do. I'm really happy with the season so far and really glad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first, so the second episode, let's get, let's get into it. They're in this new timeline. The Confederation has taken, is the, is the, the world, the world is not good. Q says that we're, that humanity is keeping the earth on life support. Um, and I want to, but Q, John Delancey doesn't miss a beat. No. And um, I mean, it's, yeah, he doesn't miss a beat at all. It's as if uh, he's he's been with us this entire time, mm -hmm. and it's it's Picard realizes that there's something off with Q uh, this time around, 
he notices that he's a bit uh angrier he's not just angrier but he's there's something that he had i I think he's more terrified at something yeah i got the sense too he is doing this out of desperation and um i mean you see that he has he doesn't have uh the patience that q that normally comes with q q is a very Mm -hmm. patient person when he puts uh the enterprise and, and voyager through all these different uh shenanigans and uh you see him lash out at picard by smacking him across the face right i i gasped yeah and i mean it's just very uncharacteristic and so picard is is he realizes that but i mean at at the same time he doesn't that's not his top priority right now because he's he's just been thrust into this it's not an alternate universe it's an alternate reality in uh the sense that something uh, specific has changed in the timeline causing this to be the new reality. Right. Q um, has Q has gone back in time and changed the specific thing yeah, that has created yeah. a new timeline. Yeah. And so this whole episode is basically the his the the main cast uh has been thrust to uh this this moment in time and this uh, this moment in this alternate timeline. And they're all trying to figure out what's going on, and they're all trying to make their way back together. Yeah. Um, and amongst them, in this new timeline, is a Borg queen, uh, who, which is a traditional Borg queen kind of looking, uh, kind of the Alice Creed uh, cringe kind of uh, looking. She looked great, yeah. yeah. And um, she, re- I guess, the way that Seven of Nine explained it is that the Borg queen is uh savvy to all the like interdimensional type of uh inconsistencies and she realizes that this isn't the right timeline and she narrows it down to los angeles 2024 where something had changed right then and there and so picard and and the the people who were a part of this uh new alternate timeline they realize they need to go back in time they need the board queen to do it uh, i know i'm skipping over a lot i just wanted to kind of get the full Sure. plot of the of the of the second episode so they realize they need to do it uh but in order to do so um they have to uh uh you know steal beam back onto rios's ship and go on there but in doing so there it happens to be this day called um eradication day yeah the purge day that's what i wanted to call it Pretty much. It's eradication day the purge day where picard is some extremely a successful uh, warmongering general. Uh, I mean, he. I mean, one of my favorite scenes in this was uh, all the heads of his uh, of his. I have a note about that triumphs. I took notes this time. Yeah, so I'm prepared because I never go. I never do this for Discovery because like I don't really give a shit. Um, right. <laughs> like Discovery has so little to talk about that I don't really take notes. But like this time, I was like, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna I'll, watch I'll, it. I'll, 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 I'll. The floor is yours. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it again. And I'm going to take notes. Yeah. I have a note about the skulls. Cause I thought those are so cool. So it was, um, there's a new production designer on star Trek Picard. Okay. And he's the guy who, and I follow him on Twitter now because he's the gift that keeps on giving. If you want, if you, you should follow him on Twitter. I don't know. You're on, not on Twitter. Get on Twitter to follow. Not him. on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly. Um, he, was talking about the first episode how he how he designed the new ships that some bringing in the Star Trek Online ships like all that ship porn that we love so much and he was talking about how that came about why uh, why he came on board to do these things about talking about all all those things the amount of care and love and detail that this guy puts into his work is incredible just look at any thread where he talks about the the new Stargazer design it is is wonderful but. He talked about the skulls. The skulls were not made by him, but like there was, there was the person who designed the skulls um, deliberately made it so that the skulls would be recognizably their species. So Sarek, for example, is one of the skulls. And they were like, yeah, for, for Vulcans, obviously, like ears are cartilage. So we're not going to see their, their their ears. So they made their temples uh, elongated, kind of swollen a little bit in the in the in the skull so that you so because their brains are are larger than the more logical center of the brain obviously the klingons i love the cardassian skull with the mm-hmm. hole in the head gold yep. ducat mm. perfect never been so happy to see a skeleton in my life than gold ducat i mean dude gold ducat and i mean I, as much as i loved his character uh general martok martok 
And uh, didn't they also have the Ferengi? There's uh, a Ferengi, um, yeah. Uh, what do they call? What do they call the Grand? Uh, the Grand Nagus. Grand Nagus. Thank you. Yes, uh, that was a um, that was an Easter egg I saw. That the I guess the the Grand Nagus's staff is in mm-hmm. uh, is in Picard's. There's study. also a lot of uh, Nemesis and Insurrection uh, props in there. Blasters of yes. sorts. There's a whole bunch of those kind of things. In By there. the way, also, there's a ton of musical cues from Jerry Goldsmith's Star Trek First Contact. And when the Borg Queen comes out and you hear her theme song, oh, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yep. Look, guys, Star Trek guys, people who are designing Star Trek, look how, look how easy it is to make me happy. It's the little things, man. I don't care about the big things. I and, care about and, the small and, things. And they did it in a way where it wasn't just in-your-face member berries kind of stuff. You know? Yes, I mean? it feels it natural. Actually, it does, yeah. It's not sour member berries. It's sweet yeah, member berries. Exactly. It's the ones that you're like, mm, I mean, yes, I, this love, is good. I love when he gives the, uh, um, how he says, uh, this is so very, it's very yesterday's enterprise. Yesterday's he, enterprise. You know, these little, these little things that he says, uh, through a, mi- nice through a mirror darkly mm-hmm. was a good one. Yep. Um, insurrection also gets a name drop, uh, in seventh speech. Um, well, that might not be intentional, but you know, whenever I hear insurrection, Star Trek insurrection comes. General from. Cisco was mentioned for the first time in. <sighs> do you think at the end think, of DS Nine? Do you think? Do you think we get to see him? Do you think? I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't think so. I yeah. think that uh, they're going to make it back in time at the beginning of next episode. Sure. Well, no, actually, you know what I think? I think next episode is going to be them out you know maybe we will see cisco the next episode is the only episode where i could actually foresee them using cisco in the sense that they're going to they're in space and general cisco is in space right now and uh like fighting the vulcans so i think what's going to happen is they're they're in space and they're going to try they have to try to get the boar queen hooked up and and you know get back in time that's what the entire episode next uh next episode is going to be about but in, in doing so they have to fight uh, the confederation mm-hmm. and i think cisco is going to be a part of that and then at the very end of the episode they're going to blast through time and they're going to be in the 24th century and then they're going to pick up that the next third of this act i could see a world and kind of how i would i would like to see it would be that the confederation sends cisco also back in time um to stop him uh, to stop Picard, so he becomes like an antagonistic force for our characters to have to have to overcome. There is an there is also another thing, in the sense that twenty twenty four is a really important time in Star Trek history. It's the um, I believe, if I'm correct, it's the Bell Riots, um, which was an episode of Star Trek DS Nine where Cisco, Dax, and Bashir go back in time to San Francisco. Um, and take part in this like massive like labor yes. rebellion. Re- yep. uh, I remember that one. Yep, it's the same year. I wonder if we're going to see some tie-in there. Man, if we do, then we could see Cisco again. Yeah, no. that's what I'm thinking. No. Now, to be fair, we Star could Trek. See Cisco, we could see Dax. We could. Oh wow, those implications. Maybe. Kind of... Now, to be fair, that's a different city. It could be a different month. It could be whatever. Star Trek has a very, very long history of not addressing important events in their timeline when they go back to that specific time. Like, look how many times like Voyager went back to the 90s, never once yeah. mentioned the eugenics wars, right? Yep. So like, it, it's not, I'm not saying I need it. I'm not saying it's going to, I'm not saying I expect it. It would be kind of nice to to finally have a show address something like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to talk about a bit more, a bit, a bit more about Q. Okay. I really love what John Delancey brings to this version of Q because the thing that I didn't like about season one is especially like when we meet seven and seven is a lot more kind of battle hardened. She's not look, she's unrecognizable as seven of nine. Yeah. And Admittedly, that's what they were going for, but I think they went a little too far. This seven of nine, I kind of, I kind of understand a little bit more. Like, I feel like she's gotten a little bit better at being the the bridge between seven of nine to the one that we seeing in Picard. But when Q shows up, it's it's Q, 
right? John Delancey plays it. It's written as Q. It's just oh, also, Q with a little something extra. He's a little unhinged now. There's something else but there. Also at the same time, like time and time doesn't really mean anything to Q. You know no, what I mean? So it makes sense that he has not changed whatsoever, except for maybe this one piece of desperation of him, you know, thrusting Picard into this. Right. But that's what I was talking cast. about. With, that's what I'm talking about with the idea that like, there is no reason why certain characters should change. And a lot of the times these new Star Trek shows, especially Picard season one would do it just to, because it's the edgy thing to do. It's the, it's the thing that we want to do because yeah. we're being edgy and now I we're get, not, we're away from that. And I'm happy. Well, I, I don't mind characters changing because especially after so much time, you know, they have these different character experiences. They just need to one, they need to explain it better too. They have to show us the character development that's happened since then, before then, and during, and during the episode and during the show, which they didn't do in season one or, you know, and that's like, I have no problem with change as long as they make, make it believable to the audience and to Star Trek fans that this is plausible to happen. Right. And, and that's what I'm talking season, about. Last season did not feel like the plot, the plausibility wasn't there. Right. And that's what I'm talking about where I think with Q they've done this, they've yeah. done exactly what you've said. Um, and I, the, the writing is stronger, and John Delancey is so good. Like I said, when he when he smacks Picard, I, I gasped. I love the goatee; it just makes him more menacing, you know. Yeah, I love him yeah. too. Kind of looks um, like Satan when he, a <laughs> little bit when he it when helped. he, because he's talking to Picard. He's like, "This isn't a test, Picard. It's a penance." Mm -hmm. um, he's talking about things that like Picard's done something in the future, or maybe blowing up the Stargazer really pissed off Q for some reason. Um, there I is, think, I, don't, I think, uh, I think it's misdirection. I don't think it's a penance for Picard. I think he's re experiencing a penance and has to deal with Picard. I think that's what it is. Oh, you think, do you think, think Q? Q is experiencing some sort of penance and he's telling Picard that, you know, in his bringing Picard into it. Wow. That's what I think. Yeah. Neither that could be. That's what I think. I don't know. Yeah. You know, how he's, he's, he's kind of like the Riddler. He doesn't like to, he likes to always just, you know, speak in tongues. True. And and Picard and, and Q and Picard's relationship is a little bit more antagonistic than I think Q even wants it to be. Because I know Q really like Q likes Picard. Like yeah. Q Picard's like Q's he's, he's the person. only member of the species other than maybe Janeway that he feels like that is actually worthy of speaking to. Yeah. And so he so I, I believe that like something happened. Q was like, I want to go see Picard because I haven't seen him in a long time. And then he found him and then whatever happened unhinged himself or he was already or maybe he's sick because like picard says like what's wrong there's something wrong with you like maybe he's sick maybe he's dying can the q die like we don't know yeah we don't know, know. it's only, only time will tell to see what explanation they got and these are the kind of questions i like asking because yeah. this is what this is what makes this kind of serialization fun these mm -hmm. questions being being kind of given and take and we're on this journey with picard we don't learn anything we, we don't learn anything that he doesn't or or yeah what makes the show great for Picard specifically or these type of Star Trek shows is when you ask the, these type of questions like, oh, I wonder what I wonder what I wonder what not clarifying questions like this doesn't make sense or what what is this? You know what? We're asking the right questions for season for season two, as opposed yes. to us. We're asking the wrong questions for season one because they didn't yes. do a good job. Right. Um it's weird because I think the showrunner for season two is Akiva Goldsman, and I don't like him as a writer. So it's wild that I'm like, man, well done. Hey, you never know, dude. I mean, people people can surprise you later That's on in true. life. You know, maybe the pandemic helped them. Maybe he was able to read some more, read up on some more Trek, and be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll try this. The, it's it's insane to me that like the first episode of Picard has people already calling for a Stargazer spinoff with Rios after the. Uh, after season three is over and I'm, I'm kind of there with them. Like, yeah, sure. When season three is over, little, give little, Rios his own show. Soon. I just, all these damn spinoffs, man, there's spinoffs everywhere. I'm just, just focus on this and then but we'll why, see where it goes. But like strange new worlds, why not give us the show we actually want rather than the, than the section 31 show or the Starfleet Academy show that's been in development hell since the nineties. We'll see. We'll see. I'd rather, I'm just saying I'd rather have that than section 31 i don't want that section 31 show i'm not saying it can't be good i just i, I don't am want going to laugh my butt off if it becomes your favorite trek show modern I, trek show i will cut this clip out i will make sparks cut this clip out and i will play it 
on the episode of our first Fake Nerds Watch for Section 31, and I will play it. And if I say anything otherwise, I will... I don't know what I'll do. But I'll but I'll bite my tongue. <laughs> I was oh, going to say I'd eat shit, but I was like, I don't actually want to do that. Well, well hey, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, in all fairness, I thought season two of Picard was going to be complete trash, and it's completely yeah. opposite. So... Weird, um, weird things have happened. Uh, real quickly, uh, I have a note so, uh, about Loras. It's just a shame that she can't be a series regular. Yeah. Always got to get written off after the first episode. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that, I mean, but I understand. And I don't want to have too many characters to keep track of in a short yeah. amount of time. So I'm fine with it. It sucks, but yeah, I'm fine with it. And, you know, and one to of be the- honest with you, so, like so- Soji's not in it either. That's true. I didn't right. really notice. Yeah. So they're not in it as well. One of the things that I do really Brent Spiner's voice at the end, yeah. We do, yes. He's 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 playing Adam Sung. Yep. He's got a statue. Um, so he's that's his character that he's playing mm-hmm. in this show in this episode, uh season. So now we've got a new Sung. He's that's always playing of Brent Spiner. You could all I mean his like the Sung character, you can just have generations and generations. Be it's always cool. him. Yeah. Always him. Um, I've got. A, I, I managed. To, I don't care about. I don't. Hopefully, I don't watch this. But I got a list coming up for for Screen Rand, um, which is ranking all of the Brent Spiner characters. And I was like, can we wait to see who he plays in Picard? <laughs> so before I write this one, so I have like seven. Yeah. Um. So you I'm just excited. rank. You just rank all the Sooms. <laughs> well, it's gonna be obviously like you know. Spoiler alert: Data's at the top, obviously. Um, well, I, well minus I like data, because data is not a Sung, just the human Data Sung. is a Sung. No, the human Sungs. Rank all the human Sungs. There's only four of them, right? Eric, Adam. Oh, I can't tell Alton. you names. Alton was last season. And Noonien. Who was oh, the yeah, one four. in Enterprise, though? Eric. Eric? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's a good episode, those Enterprise episodes. Mm-hmm. I like those They're ones. They're very good. I like them a lot. Um... Okay, yeah. So we we now know who he's playing. We haven't met him yet, but we know he's he's someone is important because he's got a statue in front of Starfleet. Did oh, you catch uh, Patton Oswalt's cam- cameo as well? Spot seventy three. Yeah, yeah, that was cute. He I got he, yeah. I thought he got he's he he's, he got a cameo in Space Force. I watched the second episode of Space Force this mm-hmm. week, which is a terrible show. I just needed something on. I didn't watch any of that. <laughs> I, it didn't interest me whatsoever. It's awful. Don't watch it. Um, but he's in that too. Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so you talked about, you talked a bit about the queen real quickly. So all the characters come together and what I liked about it is that I like all the characters coming together because it feels naturally, it feels natural, right? They, they just, their last memory is that they were on the Stargazer together. What happened? And so they each try to figure out what's going on and, and, and try to like, reach out to each yeah, other they, and they all have other. like various ranks uh within this confederacy yeah and annika um, annika is the is the president, president. yeah and then she by the married. way so she's the the guy that she's married to yeah is the real life father of soji soji's care uh really yeah kind i of don't funny. know that yeah uh she could do better as uh as president for a husband for a husband she could do better oh yeah Sure. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, it was fine. I, I didn't really. I mean, I like. I you knew exactly. Like when you saw when you see his character, you know he's not going to be around for very long. So no. I don't really care. It doesn't no, matter. I, you, I you know. know. I'm just saying. You, you could literally put like a Borg pet right next to him, and it just wouldn't wouldn't. It'd be. I'm all the just same. saying. Jerry Ryan is a babe, and she ended up with that thing, a little gnome. I'm hey, sorry, man, that's I, mean. I know I know that this is a family friendly uh friendly show, but I'm sure that there is a reason why he chose she chose him. <laughs> mm, there you go. She yeah. and I guess this version would be evil. Um I, I I don't like the small character beat where she where she hears someone come to the door and she immediately thinks it's Raffi. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so, uh Raffi trying to find Elnor, uh mm-hmm. finding Elnor in Okinawa, that was cool. Um, Rios. Rios has my favorite. Is some of my favorite stuff in this uh, in this episode. Rios and Agnes has some of my favorite stuff in this episode. 
is when Rios um, is at Vulcan and he's finding the thing. He's like, what's happening? I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm supposed to do. What's going on? And then like, like seven calls him. Yeah. I mean, that that's from his, uh, his, you know, piracy days when he, when he just was able to talk his way out of stuff, you know, just his, his, uh, um, that's his skill. You know, so he was able to just kind of just talk his way out of stuff. He 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 reminds me a lot of Han Solo. A little bit. There was you know? a, there was a lot of there. There was one one of my favorite things was when he's like, so "What are your orders, sir?" He's like, "What are my orders?" Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> Why do I have to repeat? You know. Yeah, and then he has my one of my favorite bits when Seven calls and was like, "If there's anything out of the ordinary that you want to talk about, let me know." And he's just like, they're both like trying to size each other up. Like Seven. Oh, thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah. So that was really good. A lot of like a good character beat. Um, the, not the, only that, it's good character development with with within the group. You know, yes, it it you know it actually shows that these people have a rapport. These people are close without having to without having to like use say it in some sort of exposition. You know, they're yes. showing us how they how close they are and, and that's how also well they know each other. That's also the benefit that season one actually has. Like season one. For all its faults, I've always said that the character work in season one was better than Discovery. It's better than most of the Star Trek. Well, it's not saying better than Discovery. I mean, I, I still didn't think it was fine. I, I don't even think it was fine. I think it was just adequate. But but that's what I'm talking two, about. They're making. They're actually. There's a lot of exposition in season one, and there's not a lot in season two. And I think that that's a that's a po- obviously a positive. In yeah. The right, in the right direction. The thing. The thing about it is, like, even adequate character development is enough to build on. So like the the thing about Discovery is that they never build on character development, but whereas Picard actively did, they I thought the Picard characters in season yeah, one I mean, were were good. Were quickly, I thought they were good characters, and I thought they all worked together, and the cast clearly liked each other. And having that just be able to build onto it is just good storytelling. Adequate character development is fine for the first couple episodes of a of a season, but it continued the adequacy uh, just continued and was sometimes non-existent throughout most of the season by the end of the season i could care less who died it, including picard I like I, picard I still did not i still did not care whether or not he died or not actually i i actually thought i was hoping that he would die so that we wouldn't have to deal through another uh, uh subpar season that synth but, body was still a bad idea yes exactly um yeah. Okay. So moving on, uh, Agnes has some good moments too. I think that she's a lot of fun in this in this episode when she's talking, when she's talking her, uh, when she's talking Picard and Seven out of a, out of a, a a bind when she's being like when she's running her mouth off to the point where the the magistrate is like, okay, okay, let's well, let's just move on, let's just go. Um, I it's like so the re- that uh, that the first husband has so much uh, power. You know, like, yeah, like, what are what, what else do you do? Like, they don't really explain what else he does. He's like the he's like head of not the head of security because that's Raffi, no. but he's like the head of state or something. The, whatever a magistrate is. Yeah. Like we don't our, our first lady, our first lady doesn't have a title outside of first lady. But the first husband here has a like a title, like she, implying that they're part of the government. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe maybe it's like a first. Maybe it's. That's the like the vice president of the Confederacy. Possibly, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So the Borg Queen has a really good entrance. Um. Mm-hmm. I've liked both Seven and Picard's reaction to seeing the Borg Queen for the first time. I thought they both ha- handled it very well. Um. And then Agnes kind of talks, talks, talks to the thing for a bit. Um. Do you think? Question. It's not the same Queen from the Stargazer. No, so it actually, that's what uh, I was mentioning earlier. Uh, from what Seven said, all Borg queens are similar in physical structure, but they're not like there's several Borg queens. What is what she was right. kind of uh, getting at? So they're not all the same Borg queens. It sounds like they each have their own kind of hive-ish kind of thing. Well, it um, sounds like that this that the queens have like. Um an extra temporal sense kind of like Elorians mm-hmm. do yeah. that they can sense when things they can hear like she calls it like echoes of their other selves across timelines yeah yeah uh, that was a neat little yeah it's a neat little bit uh, of, easter egg i guess yeah um, nice but, bit of yeah. continuity to add mm-hmm. yeah but yeah no this isn't Alice Creege's 
I don't I, I don't believe for a second that this is Alice Creech's uh version of it. I think it's just another board queen that they happen to happen to conquer. Maybe this is just the last board queen that they happen to conquer. It could also just be the board queen of this timeline, right? Like it's just a that different too. timeline's board queen. And yeah, so interesting that the Confederacy has wiped out like this is the last Borg. Mm-hmm. The what the have wiped out the, the Borg. They also mentioned the uh the Dominion War, how quickly that ended. Yes. You know, and it's like, wow, they've conquered the galaxy. Well, yeah. almost. They have the most part. Yeah, the Vulcan, which is odd because like Vulcan's like very close to Earth. So I'm like, you've conquered like everything in the Delta Quadrant, but you haven't conquered Vulcan yet. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, funny, right? you know, <laughs> um, part of me. And, I mean, hey, Vulcans, man. Um, I wanted to also talk about, I think my girlfriend's home. Um, Hi. <laughs> I'm hearing things downstairs. I'm like, yeah. is my cat running the vacuum cleaner? Um, yeah, I think. Okay. Um, so Picard name drops Kirk. They're talking about time travel well, technology. Yeah, they're talking about doing the slingshot thing. I really um, appreciate I know, whatever. I really appreciate this thing because time travel in Star Trek is always so fascinating. Everyone's time traveled at least four times. Yeah. Um, and they're like, um. And they're, they're like, well, we don't have time travel technology in, in this future. And Picard's like, well, there are, there yeah. are other ways. We yeah. can do it cruder. Um, and they're like, well, we, well, Kirk had Spock. What do we have? We have the queen. the queen. Yeah. Um, um, and I, she has, I, yeah, I mean, the, it, it's it's interesting to see a uh, that they actually both have a vested interest in one thing. They have they have a common a common goal right yeah like what's the whereas, queen gonna do whereas it, whereas at the end of the last episode uh seven was arguing like hey you know these these are the most uh you know vile creatures in the entire galaxy like we have nothing essentially we have nothing in common with them we need to eradicate them right or we need yeah. to you know self-destruct and kill them whatever and here second episode in we're seeing that hey we actually have a common goal we don't you know and uh, we're going to try to accomplish it together. If we change the timeline back, you can go back to the collective, which is still mm-hmm. intact. And but it's funny because like the first season, the first episode is like, well, I mean, the Borg have been they're not they're not the pa- the superpower that they used to be. So it's like, what are they really sending the queen back to? It's not really the the collective as she's as she's now we, now we know. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Um, and they, they do. And the only issue that I have with this episode is the is the finale. Is the is the cliffhanger finale? I don't care. I I'm I think that this episode I think this this plot line is moving so fast that we don't need the cliffhanger of like are they going to get out of it? We know they do. Yeah, we know they we saw do. it. We saw it in the trailer. <laughs> Even if we did it, like we there's no world where they don't where they go back to Earth and they go yeah. on trial or whatever. What are we doing? I think that uh, in these type of uh, miniseries ish type of shows where there's only 10 episodes per season. I think that the cliffhanger shouldn't be a thing. I think that each episode should have a clear like mission toward it. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe a, a, a cliffhanger here and there, but every episode does not need a cliffhanger. You know? Yeah. I feel like the cliffhanger could have just been them going to the sun, right? That's the cliffhanger ending there. They're heading towards the sun, and then the next episode oh, opens. With I them. mean, that's not a cliffhanger. That's just like, hey, that's the end. That's what I was actually just talking about. Right? Yeah, I feel like then, that's the that's that, that should have been the end of this episode. Yeah. Like, I don't unless we're seeing these this this magistrate character again, which I don't really care to, and I don't really know why we would. I think we'll see him one more episode with possibly a Cisco chasing them. You know. I mean, and that could be like if they know that they're going back in time and they the Confederacy send people back in time. Well, I don't think they know how to. Well, actually, they might. Actually, that'd be uh, that'd be interesting to have the Confederacy sent back in time. And then um, trying to stop them. Yeah. I mean, I guess like who else would be trying to stop them back in time? Right. Yeah. They said the, the Borg Queen says that there's a watcher, a friend. In the past, there could also be that? an enemy. Who, in the who, who do we think? Then? <sighs> My heart says Guinan, but I don't know. But she also said it could also be a. Uh, uh, what, what did she also say? She says a friend, a watcher. Yeah, maybe and Guinan, 
Yeah. Well, Guidance. Who else would it be? Well, there's a there's this there's this thing in the trailer that everyone's been kind of wondering about, which is this like dude with white eyes that just kind of appears behind Picard in one scene. It could be that. That kind of felt like more of an enemy, though. Could be a mm. misdirect. If it is Guinan, we know Guinan was on Earth for a while. Like she's yeah. been sporadically on Earth. Yeah. Um, so it could be Guinan. I would buy that Guinan was on the was on Earth in the twenty in the twenty twenties. Yeah. Who knows, man? Yeah. We'll find out next week. And I'm excited, man. Like yeah, I'm excited too. for the next episode. Yeah. It's been a while. Last time I felt like felt this way was uh, Lower Decks. Yeah, and I'm excited for the ne- for the last episode of Discovery because it's the last episode. Yes, yes. Uh, let me see if I have anything more I want to talk about in my notes. Um, no, I think that's it. Covered a lot today. Yeah, good yeah. good talk. It was a good talk. Good episode. Good talk. Good show so far. Happy with uh, it. Really happy with it. Yeah, making 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 these uh, uh, fake nerd watches seem really fun. Yeah, not the, right? not the discoveries, not discovery talks, not. But it's just I feel a lot. I feel like I'm not being so uh, negative all the time. <laughs> discovery has a, the, the, our discovery fake nerds watches well, have a different a curmudgeon. A curmudgeon. <laughs> discovery actually, the last episode I called you a little bitch, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we the discovery the discovery ones have have a different type of fun. Like this is this is I'm in I enjoy talking about the episodes each time, whereas the discovery ones is like. On a good one, I enjoy talking about what it means for Star Trek, the parallels to Star Trek. I talk, I like talking about Star Trek. On a bad one, I just enjoy shitting on it. So, this is nice that I actually am interested in talking about the show. Yeah. Okay, well that'll do it. Uh, I think we covered a lot of ground. I don't think I have anything more to add. I'm excited for the next episode. Mike, where can they find you? What's up? I'm Mike from the Downright Nerdy Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Downright Nerdy Podcast or on Twitter at Downright underscore Nerdy. You can also find us on all your favorite podcasting apps. That's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Music, all that fun stuff. You can also find us on YouTube. I'm sure the link is down below over there, too. Every Saturday morning, we premiere our newest episode this upcoming this upcoming Saturday. Uh, will be our 79th episode. We are going to be... Well, excuse me about that. Sorry, but it's okay. We're going to be reviewing. Uh, well, I'm going to be giving a spoiler-free review of the series finale uh, season of The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Uh, spoiler alert: I freaking loved it. Um, and we're me and Riley are also uh, given a spoiler-full review of uh, the Batman that just came out a couple weeks ago. So we will talk about that, and we have our our normal weekly games that we play. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can find us. If you guys have any uh, um, suggestions as to what we, what you'd like to see for for some shows, hit us up on those social media sites, and we'll get get them on. I have a feeling you didn't like the Batman. You saw my post earlier. That's why I did. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. That sucks. I don't like it's. No, it sucks. Okay. Dude, like I mean, dude, hey, people like different stuff. It is what it is. That's true. I'm um, happy people enjoyed it. It is what it is. it's. My favorite Batman movie. <laughs> it was batman begins and anyway um okay so that'll do it um you can find obviously this is the fictioners fictioners watch series which is on the fictioner podcast channel um like this video subscribe to this channel check out all sorts of things on here um fictioners watch has other uh starship discovery we, we talked a bit about that we have a starship discovery series that's going on right now that's ending this week thank god um and uh the Starship Picard one will continue, and then Starship Change New Worlds, which I'm excited for. There's other figures watch. We're probably going to do a Moon Knight one when that drops. Stay tuned. We Ooh. don't know for sure. Is that is that just going to be a uh, fake nerd guys, or are you bringing in other people? I think it's just going to be the four of us, the fake nerd guys. Cool. Um, so that'll so stay tuned for that. We don't we're not sure if we're doing that, but maybe look at our social medias. Um. Yeah, we also we also have Basement Arcade. Basement Arcade, we're currently going through Mortal Kombat X. That's our kind of uh, video game Let's Play series. Basement Arcade Pause Menu is our video game talk series where Ben Magnet talks to other video gamers about video games and stuff. I don't watch it because I don't give a shit about video games. <laughs> um, there's also Animation Station, which is about animation, and the Bigner Book Club, which is about comic book series. Um, check out all those. And then you can check out our Mothership show, Fictor Podcast. Fictor Podcast goes live every Sunday's. Um, this is going up after Sunday. So we have just talked about 
the Adam Project, Netflix's new Adam Project. Uh, Ooh, is that good? Spoiler well, I, alert. I really liked it. Nice. Is that the same director as Free Guy? I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt your whole your whole spiel. I just, I just. It's okay. It is the same yeah. director as Free Guy. Nice. I think um, I saw that uh, that same director will, is has just been tapped for Deadpool three. Yeah, we talked. We have just talked about that in the news of Victor podcast. Oh, but yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Deadpool three will be directed by him. Sean Levy. Um, he directed Real Steel, Date Night, Free Guy, all movies I love. Cool. Um, the Adam Project. Loved it. And we're also talking about Turning Red. We're doubling up uh, Turning Red, which is the new Pixar film. Um, so if you like either of those films, interested in any of those films, check out the episode. We go live every Sunday. This coming Sunday, I don't know what we're talking about. We might be talking about... No, I don't know. Um, so stay tuned for whatever that episode is going to be. Um, yeah, and that's it. You can find the podcast on all the social medias at Fickner Podcast. Um we have a Patreon. You can subscribe to our Patreon. We, you can buy some merch on our Tee Public. We got a bunch of stuff there. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter, and you can check out all sorts of my writings. I write for Atomic Geekdom, which just put up two pieces this week, um, where I talk about the unfortunate um, precedent that Disney is setting by continuously putting Pixar movies exclusively on Disney Plus with no theatrical release. Um, and I think that's a shame. Sucks, dude. Um, I was actually just talking about that with my sister who has a five-year-old and a two-year-old and she was asking it's like hey uh when is there going to be something good uh in the theater for kids and I'm like I I couldn't tell you like, like there's, a bunch, there's a bunch of cool stuff on Disney plus but we want to see it in the theater yeah like they, they they give the kids the experience of going to the theater, getting popcorn, having some candy, watching it on a big screen. Yeah, um, it's really sad. I'm hoping that Lightyear doesn't get pushed to Disney Plus. I'd be really upset if it does because I really want to see that on IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Turning Red uh, was the third Pixar film that Disney put on put exclusively at no extra at no extra charge. So Pixar has now lost revenue from three movies: Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. It's a shame. Um, and I hope that practice does not continue. But I wrote about that practice. I wrote about it on Atomic Geekdom. Um, you can check that out. And you can check out my piece, uh, my latest in, uh, revisiting the Infinity Saga, which I talk about um, the uh, Ken, Robert Downey Jr.'s cameo at the end of The Incredible Hulk, kind of what that means for the... for the. By the way, RIP William Hurt, who plays General Ross in that movie. That sucks. I loved him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, I got a bunch of Screen Rant stuff. You can check out my Screen Rant link. Um, uh, let's just look at my name. I have a bunch of Star Trek pieces up there right now. Star Trek Picard and now Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I got uh, two pieces up there. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. That's up there. Um, and that'll do it. Yeah, BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Fickner Podcast and all the social medias. Mike. Downright at Downright Nerdy Podcast over on Instagram and at Downright underscore Nerdy on the Twitters. And there you go. Yeah, that's it. Until next time, guys. Live long and prosper.